Last week, after I walked into a room for the second time that day, but could not remember why I had walked into the room, after I'd had a conversation with Charlie and an hour later I started the same conversation, and then I lost my phone for the gazillionth time, I realized I officially am walking around with the COVID fog. It's a real thing, and it's affecting me. And so as I prepared for this sermon, I'm staring at this, what's supposed to be the greatest story ever told, and all I get is just dark, blank, screen. I know that on Christmas Eve, you know, we want to be captivated. We want to be moved. We want it to be so special, and we want to hear a great story. This is the greatest story ever told, but why does it feel so out of place this year? I was looking back at the passage from Luke 2, at how it begins with, in those days, a decree was issued. And so I thought it might be fun to rewrite the intro to the story as if it was an intro to your and my story this year. In 200 years, if school-aged kids were to read just a paragraph about the year 2020, what might it say? It might say, in those days, a virus went out to all the world, and all the world had to quarantine at some point, 7, 10, or 14. The amount of time seemed to change. This was not the first virus-turned-worldwide pandemic. Oh, no, history has quite a range. All, or mostly all, tried to stay in their own homes and towns to try and slow the spread of this novel virus with a crown. Every element of society was impacted. The economy, education, government, healthcare, socialization, and the mental health of the world. Oh, but the virus was not a solo act. So much more in this year that made us stressed. The raging fires in the West and then the murder of George Floyd. Racism had to be addressed. While in this year, life still happened. People got married, celebrated birthdays, had funerals, went to school, worked from home, and had doctor's visits on their phone. Though the problems and woes of this year greatly loomed, the world gave birth to new ways of doing relationships, family, church, because there was no place to meet but on Zoom. Those were the days of 2020. I think at this point, one of the students would say, wow, that's a story I don't really want to be part of. It sounds like the dark ages. Would you agree that this year has been rather dark? You know what happened right about the time that I just wrote that sentence in my sermon is my alarm went off on my phone. I had set an alarm for 6 p.m., so that I would stop whatever I was doing and I would go outside and I would watch the celestial event 
of Saturn and Jupiter aligning. So I stopped what I was doing. I ran outside and nothing. It wasn't dark enough yet. So I came back inside and the boy said, how was it? I said, it's not dark enough. We'll have to go later. But I said, I now have something for my sermon. The reason the Christmas story feels so out of place this year is that we know it actually is because we are out of place this year. Where we are longing for a table filled with family of different generations, there are empty chairs and too much leftover turkey. Where we are wanting a Christmas, that special visit that we have with our parents and our grandparents at assisted living, there is a afternoon Zoom call and we're all struggling to be able to hear each other. Where we want to have friends over to decorate cookies and, and eat too many, but it was worth it because we were laughing so hard. We go for like the HEB pre-packaged Christmas cookie tray and only feel like having one. We're normally your home, your college students, and all of their friends are home. Or your neighborhood kids fill your living room and they are so pumped to watch a classic Christmas movie like Die Hard. Instead, there are teenagers, each in their own room, talking to their friends on FaceTime. The story feels out of place because, well, we are out of place. When you look back at this greatest story ever told, you realize that all of the characters in the story were out of place as well. It reads, all went to their towns to be registered. Not only are we talking about first century travel, which meant you walked, and, and if you happened to be wealthy enough, one of you could ride on the donkey for a little bit, you arrive, and then you hope that a relative has some floor space for you. And we all know how difficult it is to sleep when you're not in your own home. The scripture reads, Joseph goes with Mary, who is expecting a child. Out of place? Imagine being in your third trimester, and you have to walk to your husband's home so that you can be part of some national count. And then it says, and she gave birth and laid him in a manger, giving birth in a place where there is a manger reference. This means that Mary was giving birth in a room where there were animals. There were animal smells and animal things, as you can imagine, and it was most likely 45 degrees with no heat. But then the real kicker to this story, it says there was no place them. Now that stings. No place. You see, the story is filled with people that are out of place. And it is in this story that God chooses to be born into. When you look at it that way, it starts to sound a lot more like our story this year. 
It was in this year, in 2020, that so many women gave birth under out-of-place circumstances. Husbands and partners weren't allowed in the hospital. Other women had their babies taken from them right as they gave birth because they had been exposed to COVID and couldn't risk giving it to their child. Fathers weren't able to see their children until they had cleared that two-week quarantine. So many people experiencing homelessness and shelters were packed or closed. There was no place for them. And yet this is the story that God continues to be born into. God's plan and actions in the world are not stopped when we find ourselves out of place. In fact, God thrives there. It was into the darkness that Jesus came. The beginning of the Gospel of John says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Where we see darkness, God sees opportunity to shine. Where we see darkness, God sees an ideal time for us to discover and rediscover what does Jesus' birth actually mean in our lives. Theologian Alexander Shia says, The deepest dark is not the place where grace goes to die, but the deepest dark is the place where grace goes to be reborn. Let's remember for a moment what this birth means for us. Because Jesus was born, God is with us. Because Jesus was born, we know that God knows what it is like to be human. Because Jesus was born, God has given to us this model for living, the law of love. Because Jesus was born, God demonstrated his unconditional love for all by taking the judgment that was rightfully ours and taking it upon himself. Karl Barth says, the judge was judged in our place. Because Jesus was born, the light of the world came to this earth and not even death could snuff out that light. Because Jesus was born, Jesus came and told his disciples, I will not leave you orphaned. And because of that, all of us have been given the gift of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus was born, we have been given grace, forgiveness, love, mercy, without limit. Because Jesus was born. When my family went back out to watch the celestial sight, about 30 minutes later, it turns out a few miles down the road, there was this large group of people. Now, they weren't together. It wasn't a planned gathering. There was little pockets of people that showed up in the parking lot of the Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. There was a few church members, but most of them were just folks from the community. Do you know how amazing that is? That our community feels safe here? They know they are welcome here. You need to know 
that it is because of the light that shines through each of you that people feel welcome here. God thrives in the darkness. And as we live out our faith in our everyday neighborhoods, schools, homes, workplaces, we help the light of Christ be reborn. Those are all opportunities for the light of Christ to shine brightly. As out of place as all of us might feel, may we also feel a new sense of connection to Mary and to Joseph, knowing that they felt so incredibly out of place. Their world seemed dark, but it was in that moment that the light was able to shine. God thrives in the darkness. It truly is the greatest story ever told. On this oh-so-unique Christmas, will you join me in telling others of this story? Amen.